beaming to your device directly from an undisclosed graveyard somewhere in Southern California, it's the Hollywood Horror Nerds, your number one source for news, speculation, and discussion exclusively for Universal Studio Hollywood's Halloween Horror Nights. And now to your hosts, Undead Ed and the Phantom of the Podcast, Alvaro. All right, welcome to our very first episode of the Hollywood Horror Nerds, not the Halloween Horror Nerds, as I want to say every time I say that. I am, as you heard, one of your hosts, Undead Ed, and my co-host here is the Phantom of the Podcast, Alvaro. Why don't you introduce yourself? Thank you for that marvelous introduction, Undead Ed. Hi, everyone. This is an exclusive just for Universal Studios Hollywood just want to make that extra, extra clear. This is also the exclusive home of the Phantom of the Podcast. You won't hear him anywhere else on the air. Yes, Undead Ed made me write an, an exclusive co- contract. There's an extensive non-compete clause yeah, in so that contract. Unfortunately, he says it's for a lifetime. But on <laughs> he, he will never record again. This is it. This is the first and last episode. <laughs> and he will be replaced with a new monster from my menagerie. For the next episode, so enjoy him while you have him. Please help me. The, the call is coming from within the house. So the Phantom of the Podcast here is not the only exclusive thing about this podcast. We are, as he mentioned, exclusively here for Universal Studios Hollywood. We know there are a number of other fantastic podcasts out there already dealing with Halloween Horror Nights. But our issue is we're California guys. We're West Coast. We don't go to Orlando for, for this event. Uh, that, that would be a big trip. It's much cheaper to stay closer <laughs> to home. And, you know, we love the Hollywood Park. That's where our memories are. That's where we see our friends. And that's where we do Halloween Horror Nights every year. And we're just, do we, you know, Orlando, I hear it's a great event. I'm sure all the people on the floor are wonderful. We just don't care. <laughs> it's not part of our lives. And we wanted something that is just about Hollywood. There's, there's great people in both places. I'm sure I've been told in Orlando that it's awesome, it's great, it's amazing. But it's also very, very expensive. Very expensive <laughs> to travel from Los Angeles yes. to Orlando for a one-night event when we have it so close to home. And we think it is fantastic close to home. We really love the Halloween event uh, that we have here. Yes, there's nothing like home, as they always say. Yes, we have the back lot and we have... I mean, I don't know. I've never been to the Orlando one. I read uh, that we have better scare actors. It may or may not be true. Sorry to all you Orlando folks out there. Yeah. At least um, we. At least you can't beat our weather. Yes. Hey. But, <laughs> but this, this will be hopefully the last time you hear about Orlando. The only time we'll talk about that event is if something happens there that's going to affect us back home here. So if you're only here for Orlando, sorry. Um, but, you know, stick around. Maybe you'll like what you hear. Maybe you'll make the trek out west this year. Yes. Come to us, because we do not want to go there. <laughs> we, cannot, we cannot afford to go there. But soon, maybe, if all things go well, Patreon. Oh, hey. wow, we're really jumping on that train very early. <laughs> Someone was told there would only be Patreon if we had a few hundred concurrent listeners. But uh, I guess the cat's out of the bag now. Ed, if we won't get them now, how will we get them to stick around? You, you heard it here first, folks. We're heavy into monetization for this podcast. Uh, you're going to have to start swiping your credit card into your Spotify or Apple podcast just to keep listening. That's where we're going. We also take Venmo. All right. So before you open up your wallets and you start giving us all your savings, just listen to us ramble on about a dork little Halloween event. Uh, why don't we get to know each other a little better? 
So we met, when did we meet? We went in college around 2014, I think. 2014, that's 2014. right. We met in uh, our college fraternity, which let's not say. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to shame our fraternity too badly. It's been through enough. Yes, yes, And we started going to Horror Nights in 2016, 2016. was our first year. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, it was something I had wanted to do for a long time. I'm from Northern California, and I would see it on the ads, and uh, you know, I, it sounded so cool. I was always into Halloween. I remember doing two months of Halloween in September. Before that became the whole world started doing that when I was in middle school and high school. And the idea of a whole night that's just Halloween, all your favorite scary movies, so much fun, original costumes, you get to walk through all those sets. It sounded so awesome. And once I was in L.A. for college, I was like, this is something I need to do. You know, before I moved away, I ended up sticking around. Um, but we went that first year and I fell in love right away. Alvaro, what about you? For me, it was a little different. It was I'm from Southern California, so it's right around the corner. Unfortunately, not a lot of people in my family or friends really liked horror as much as I did. They were such scaredy cats, unfortunately. Don't, don't mean to drag them too much, but... Since I was the only one that went, hey, I want to go get scared, they said, hey, we can scare you for free. <laughs> and I said, it's not the same. We got, they were saying, we got scared at home. Yeah. It's amateur level scare. Yes, it's here, amateur Here level. at the Hollywood Horror Nerds, we only accept professional fear. Professional fear at its best. But yeah, so, on, and then it wasn't until I met Undead Ed that we finally found a connection and we said, hey, let's just go. Let's just do it. And we've gone almost every year. The only year we didn't go was, you guessed it, 2020. For reasons. For reasons. <laughs> <laughs> That's not quite true. We didn't miss one year. We went to a different competing Halloween event in uh, Los Angeles. That shall not be named at this time. Yes. Shall because, be undisclosed. Because it's not relevant to this it's podcast. Not relevant it's not to relevant to today's episode. Well, then, then let me make this clear then. We only missed two times since 2016. One for uh, we didn't sign a non-compete clause with Halloween Horror Nights, and then the but other. But we will one... sign. <laughs> Anyone from Universal is listening. If you are willing to give us that contract, we will sign. Yes, we will. And then the other year was because the whole world went on pause. Yes, including us. Fortunately, that took that took Horror Nights. We were right back the next year. Yes, we even wore the mask in the park. We wore it. We did it. We the did whole the time. whole time. The whole shebang. We never took them off. And you know that was a good year. We followed all the rules, Universal. Don't yeah. don't kick us out. Yes, free advertising for you. Let us stay. Yes. Uh, so that's us. That's a little bit of our history with Horror Nights. And over the course of this podcast, I imagine you'll hear more and more about it. Uh, but today we're going to talk a little more about some recent history. So today's episode, I know, I'm sure all of you, if you're listening to a Halloween Horror Nights podcast at the kind of the dawn of the Christmas season, I'm sure you, like me, are suffering from a little bit of Halloween withdrawal and you miss it. So we're going to cure some of those post-Horror Night blues for you today and we're going to go back through the last year. We're going to go through every maze that the event had. We're going to talk about what we liked, what we didn't, give you a little review of each one. And at the end, I think we'll talk about kind of our overall impressions of the event as a whole. Yeah, let's, let's get it started. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, typically we'll talk about uh, speculation as well, what we think is going to come the next year. But we think for this first episode, there's not much out there in rumor land just yet. I'm sure that will heat up uh, sooner rather than later. These mazes usually get clues dropping pretty early. Uh, but for now, we're just going to look back. We're going to talk about what we liked, what we didn't. And uh, as my host, the Phantom of the Podcast, said, let's get this going.
Do you have the order? We have a preordained order for this. Yes, the first one we're going to be going through is Evil Dead Rise. All right, yeah. So if we're going to go through the orders if you entered the park and you went to the nearest maze and then to the next nearest and just went like that all the way down the line. And unfortunately for everyone, that first one is going to be Evil Dead Rise. And I say unfortunately because for me at least, this was the bottom of the barrel this year. Oh, thank you for saying that. I didn't want to make you yeah. have any ideas that it, that it was not that great, but... I did not like it either. Yeah. I mean, even even the worst maze, I still kind of enjoy going through it. I can still get a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one had not much going for it. I would say the number one thing, and we'll talk a little about the behind the scenes here, is it was almost a one-for-one one copy of last year's Universal Horror Hotel, which is one of my favorite mazes from that event. But the Evil Dead Rise variant, I thought, did not compete. What did you think? It it competed in terms of what you could see, in terms of visuals, but in terms of the maze overall, it there was nothing. It, it was it was a straight up rip off. It was a copy and paste. Did you notice as you were going through it that it was a lot of the same sequences? I did. The one good thing, though, I guess they got it going for itself, is that you just kept hearing the creepy mother's voice throughout the entire experience. Which, if you watch the movie, it, it's she's very creepy. So now, now let me explain why it is that it was so similar. So Evil Dead Rise released earlier this year, I believe. But originally it was scheduled to be released on HBO Max or HBO Go, I think at the time. I don't remember what it was back then, but HBO whatever the, something. Whatever the streaming service was, it was scheduled to be released not this year but last year. And I mean, I don't have visual I, I've never confirmed this myself, but the hot rumor out there that I believe is that it was supposed to come to Horror Nights for last year's event in this same space. And because Warner Brothers decided to pull the movie and release it in theaters this year instead of at its original release date, they also pulled it from the Horror Nights event. And the team behind the scenes had to scramble to come up with something to replace it in that space. And it was a little bit too late to really come up with a whole new experience, but they could retheme it a little bit, and that's how we got the Universal Horror Hotel. Which, personally, for me, that, again, was one of my favorites last year. I thought they did. They knocked that out of the park. And maybe if it had been a fresh experience for Evil Dead Rise, I would have liked it all the same. But, unfortunately, you know, I knew where every scare was going to be. I knew what all those big sequences were going to be. And not much stood out. So, Alvaro, you actually saw this movie. I never, I haven't seen this one. You haven't seen this movie. I, I, I refuse to watch an Evil Dead movie that does not have Bruce Campbell. I go to those movies specifically to see Bruce Campbell and his chainsaw and his boomstick. And if they don't have that, I'm just not that into it. You're a Bruce Campbell stan? I, I stan Bruce Campbell. Ah, Well, I enjoyed this movie. It was, it was a little different from what I was used to. The aspect of the mother was a great touch. Because nothing's stronger than a mother's love, of course. And nothing goes beyond the grave like mother's love. So let me ask you this, because you've actually seen the movie. Did it do a good job translating the property into a walkthrough experience? I will say, the translation from movie to walkthrough was very good. I was able... If you've seen the movie, then you know what I'm talking about. And this is going to be spoilers ahead if Please, you have yeah. not seen this movie. We'll just throw the, if, if we're going to spoil every property <laughs> that, that the event touches as we talk about these mazes. So yes. Prepare so your ears. If you haven't seen this movie, eh, too bad. 
Um, Don't turn it off. Keep watching. We're better than the movie. Yes, much better. You can you can listen to us while you're driving. You can't listen to the movie while you drive. You can, but we don't recommend it. Un- highly unrecommend. Yeah. No, but for the movie, the one thing that I very much loved was the creepiness of the mother once she transforms into the evil undead monster that she becomes. Um, the scare actors throughout the film, throughout the walkthrough, do a really good job of trying to scare you by looking like her. Thus, the audio visuals that you see of hearing her constant voice, almost like a lullaby, but in such an off-tune way that it sounds so strange, so weird. That was great because the movie she sounds just like it. Of course, it's a recording of the movie, so of course you're gonna feel it, but. The visuals and the auditory um, sound effects made it a great walkthrough experience. Uh, when you're going through the rooms and you're seeing the kids' room where he, in my in professional opinion as a podcaster, he was an idiot because he never listened to his sister who told him, hey, you know that, that weird um, stuff you found at the basement of our building? Don't touch it. And what does he do? He touches it. He opens it. He listens to the forbidden audio files. And here we are. But going through his room and seeing the the evil scriptures and everything, that was a great touch. That was a 10 out of 10. However, overall, still felt like a copy. It's interesting that you could even differentiate one room from the other. Because for me, my big issue was everything in this maze feels the same as you're going through pretty much the rooms are all pretty similar looking um you're in a bathroom at some point at some point you're in a hallway and then the boiler room at the end does look a little different but it's just an apartment building it's not a very exciting location for me well ed the movie is an apartment building. i know so maybe it wasn't the best but i felt last year with the horror hotel as you're moving through these different rooms, it felt you're seeing the history of this hotel. You're seeing these weird murders that took place here. And it felt much more distinct. Like the lady who last year was getting fried in the bathtub versus this year just the head pops up out of the bathtub. It was not as different. That and one. every character who pops out, no district to the actors, I thought they actually did a fairly good job. It, it, they're all just these deadites for the most part. And it gets very repetitive, these kind of zombies. The Dead Knight's a cool enemy in the Evil Dead films. I think in a walkthrough experience, they're a little too human to really work as your main scare. There was one I'd like to call out. There was a, when you're going down the hallway and doors are opening, there's one Deadite who's kind of a chunky guy and his intestines are, are falling out. That was a cool effect. That was a cool costume. Uh, and then when you get to the basement at the end, it changes the scare changes from the deadites to who I assume is the heroine of the picture with a chainsaw. I love a good chainsaw at Halloween Horror Night, so that's a welcome addition. Uh, but the ending after the chainsaw girl, there's not much there. You see one big monstrous deadite come out of the shadows. It's an animatronic effect, and there are some great animatronics this year. And this was not one of them. just kind of slid at you. And you then you get scared by the chainsaw heroine a few times, and then it's over. Weak ending. That I will say that the chimera that I think you're referring to is was not great in the movie. That chimera is more active; it, it chases them. And this film, it, and, and this walkthrough, that chimera is simply a robot that slides forward, slides back. That's it. Yeah. That's the chimera. Yeah. And we see some great robots this year at Horror Nights. And yes. This is bottom of the barrel. 
Uh, one other thing I'd like to call attention to is my last note. I came very prepared. I have notes for this. There is one We're professional that I saw uh, re-watching these mazes to get ready for this podcast. I didn't even catch the first time. It was a blink and you miss it. There's an effect where there's a woman drowning and it looks like blood in an elevator. That was cool. But going through this maze, it was such a small effect. I didn't even see it happen when I walked through it. I would have loved to see that more prominent or just more creative scenes like that in general. That was it. Felt like such a callback to The Shining, even though yeah. uh, when it comes when it came to the movie, that scene was I, I want to say it, it was more dramatic than the walkthrough made it seem. And honestly, it, the walkthrough could have lived without it. That was not a scene that would have been great. What I would have loved to have seen instead of that would have been like if that chimera monster had been more active. If the chimera had like yeah. was it was a bigger monster was it would have chased us would have would have something was a scare actor that would have been much better. I mean, all these mazes they always go. This is standard across every horror night. So they always go for a few different kinds of ending. They have this one. I think is supposed to be a gauntlet where you get scared by pretty much the same thing or a few different things four or five times in a row, and then you're out. Maybe if you had the chimera as a stilt walker or as an extra big thing, and that's your finale. Mm-hmm. But a more mobile more fluid animatronic or someone in a suit i think that could have had a stronger punch on your way out yeah so i think that's all my notes i do have i've graded all of these mazes and this one was at the bottom with a d plus but actually talking about that i feel like i might have to drop it just to a d i I did not enjoy this one all right do you have a grade um not so much right now i want to i'll we'll stick with your grading system for now i feel like we're very close into what we are understanding for this well, one. Well, if you disagree, then we'll have separate grades. But for now, Evil Dead Rise, that's going to be a D from us. Yep. All right, Phantom, what's our next maze on the list? I believe, if I remember, it should be the Monstros. Yes, Monstros. Monsters from La- of Latin America. Now, I will say, Latin America is huge. When people think Latin America, what is the first thing they think? Mexico. No. Yeah. Latin America is not just Mexico, guys. So if you're thinking of it's only going to be all the Mexican monsters like La Llorona, the Weeping Woman, or anything like that, no. Latin America is bigger. I do think this maze got the green light based on the success of the La Llorona maze last year, which itself was a kind of a rerun from several years. Before we started going, there was a very popular La Llorona maze. I, I did enjoy the La Llorona last year. Uh, so my expectations were higher for this maze, I would say, than for most original mazes. And I thought for the most part it delivered. This wasn't like an A-plus knock it out of the park for me, but I, I did enjoy it. It was a good experience. It had a few unique things and a few good visuals in there. What did you think? I think the visuals were stunning. Um, I loved that the beginning with with uh, all the different monsters. The, my one critique of this maze was there was no plaque or some indication of where these monsters mm. were from. It just says Latin America. And like I said, Latin America is huge. Where is this monster from? And you do, as you go through, it did have kind of title cards as you encountered each monster. So a little bit more there I think would have been interesting to see. This is the one from you know, this country and this yeah. is from this country. Yeah, they, just to give you a little more context of where you're supposed to be. They did, they, I will, they, they did have the name plaque of who the monster was. But it didn't say, like, oh, this is the monster from, like, Peru. This is the monster from, like, Brazil. 
that is what I was that's the touch that I was missing because I was going through and I was like oh that's so creepy where are you from yeah I felt also it was odd I thought there's three monsters in this maze I, I did not catch the names of them and frankly I doubt I could pronounce them if I did I'm terrible at that sort of thing uh, but two of them are birds the birds, well, if There's you think two of... two bird ladies in this maze. If you think about it, birds have always been kind of creepy. I guess so. And even the third one, the super tall guy, is a little bird-esque. So it was a little repetitive for me, but they did look different. They, uh, they all look very distinct. Similar, not the same. I have a note that about how cool that second, the bird monster who is the big robot who's eating the guy. I thought that looked, that, I mean, we just talked about a bad robot. I thought that was a great robot. That it was very fluid. It was doing a few different things. It was a great set piece. That one I loved. If Evil Dead Rise, if their chimera had been like this robot monster, much better. Uh, let's see. This was a big, uh, it's called Stuff in Face, S-I-F online Ooh. it's a it's a it's a feature when you go through a maze and there's things hanging from the ceiling whether it's yes. bodies or i think this one was like intestines or hay or whatever you have to push out of your way this was a big stuff in face maze and it reminded me a little bit of scarecrows last year that had that same thing going on it did and not only did that but they also messed with your sense of smell there was a lot of smell in this maze if you remember in the butcher section it smelled like you were in a butcher section Oh. Even just looking at this maze again, I could smell it. Yes. The visual, the sense of place in this maze was so strong. It really put you in a rural environment, which, again, was like Scarecrow's a bit last year. And also like La Llorona. Yes. The, the forest sections made you feel, you made you feel, smell, you smelled dirt. The butcher section made you smell meat. And like, it was both pleasant that the, your noses were, was experienced this, but also unpleasant because... They don't want you to smell. It's, it's not supposed to smell good. I thought the third section of the tall monster, that was my favorite, where you go through the butcher or then that cantina scene. I thought, first of all, that scene, I don't know if it was a butcher or a cantina, whatever it was, it was a great gore effect when you walk in there. It looks like this monster is torn through that place, and he's still there ripping the guy apart. Uh, he has an effect where he reaches into the body on the bar and tears out the guy's spine. That was amazing. That was a great effect. Yeah, honestly, if if you're hungry, this is not the place for you. <laughs> this is not. It depends on what, what you have an appetite for. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> if you're Hannibal the Cannibal, then this is your spot. But I, I did. So that was my highlight. I thought the first section, I mean, I barely realized that it had even begun. I thought, okay, when's the monster going to pop up? Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh, it's this kind of shorter bird woman who's been attacking me. as I've been going through. I thought that was more of a preamble. I thought that was a week, so you're just kind of in a catacombs. It's not really clear what her deal is, mm. where she's from, what she's doing. Uh, that was kind of an issue I had with all three of these monsters, actually. They're kind of their MO isn't made clear if you're not familiar with them going in. In the, in the Light Rona maze, you get it, just going through that maze. You understand what the legend is by the time you're out of that maze. For this one, I have no... They're bird people, and the last one puts you in a sack somehow. That's what I meant. Had there been plaques, as you answered each stage with a... It doesn't have to be a long yeah. history, guys. A quick, like, facts. Like, this is the monster. This is where they're from. This is their MO. Well, there is audio going on. There's a voiceover through this whole maze. If they had used that to just kind of set the stage for this is this monster who does this, in a creepier way than that. I mean, these are professional writers. They can figure it out. Yeah. 
Because you go on this guy's sack at the end. This is the big kind of finale is, no, now you're going into the monster sack. It's cool, but it's not set up if you don't already know that something happens. I think we should have seen him putting someone in his sack in an earlier scene mm-hmm. that looks scary. Then you realize, oh, now I'm going in there too. That would be scary. Yeah. I One one of the things that I loved, the last thing that I loved about this place was as you enter, there's there's a death is digging a grave. And one of the things it says is like, oh, who is this for? Why? It's for you, of course. That's how you enter, and that's how you end the maze. That I thought that was a great touch. I have that note as well. I love that. That last yeah. little stinger at the yeah. end. I thought that it was a great finale. It was a little funny. Yeah. The actor who's digging it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, For such a scary I feel like, maze. I feel, like, I feel like I've complained a lot about this maze. When Actually, it is pretty good. It's, it... I, I, think I that, love the, the stilt acting mm-hmm. for the last segment was fantastic. Uh, the set design is so good. Such a strong, yes. so immersive. The smells, the, the visuals, the scare actors, the animatronics, all on point. But, yeah. But again, for a grade, because of all these things, I feel like I've, I've overbelabored. I've been overly critical. Mm-hmm. But it is only a B plus. I do not bring this up to the A level. I want to say A-. minus. I... This was one of my favorite mazes, even though lack of information was not great. Overall, I think it's an A- for me. All right. And maybe we'll see El Chupacabra this year and keep the the trend going. Hey, if we see El Chupacabra, that would be great because that means maybe we'll get some goat meat in the food section. I could go for a Chupacabra Euro for sure. All All right. What is our next maze, Phantom? Well, sticking with the monsters... Universal Monsters. Oh, nice. Ah, your home maze. <laughs> now, I'll come out right out of the gate. I'm just going to say it. This was A-plus for me. I love this maze. This is one of my favorite I think I've ever done at Horror Nights. Of all the classic monsters, this was tops for me. I will say now, and I will say it again, I hate rats and mice. And one of the things that they have you going through is the sound effects of rats and mice. So for me personally, that was my horror. I didn't have to see it. All I had to do was hear it. And I was like, oh, hell no. I love the idea, this concept that it's you're in the catacombs of Paris. First off, whatever you're going to do there, I already love it. Great setting for a maze. And I thought pretty well realized where every time you're going through a corridor, very rarely it felt like this is just a blank wall. They always seem to throw some skulls on the wall so you feel like you're in the catacombs. Mm -hmm. And like you were just talking about the monsters maze, you wanted plaques. There are plaques in this maze. Yes. That kind of lead you through. Not just plaques. They also had visual sound effects that would read out the plaques for you. So, come on, Monsters of Latin America. I know you can do better. You understand each segment of what's happening very well. You understand the story Mm -hmm. in this maze. For the Phantom, the story is not that complicated. You know, he's, he's just happened to have killed the girl that he was stalking in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the quasi-middle Notre Dame scenes, I thought this this was the most complicated story of he has... Elzmerda has been killed somehow. Mm-hmm. He's getting revenge now. He's got a little nuts. And I thought I, I got that across. That came across in just the one scene. Yes, I was I, very impressed with that. I feel like if you've only ever seen the animated Disney version of The Hunchback of Notre Dame... Uh, you will be kind of confused. Yes, there's no singing gargoyles. In this <laughs> it's a very different Quasimodo. Quasimodo is much more, um, how should I put this, horrific. And his face, is, his whole his whole personality is, is it's darker, as the original was intended to be. Disney kind of 
does as it does and Disney it up for the animated movie. Yeah. So when you see this, if you've never seen the original, you will be shocked. It, it is a silent film that this is based on. I think that was kind of the trend they were going for this year at the Universal Monsters. We're going to do our very classic silent monster films. Mm-hmm. The Hunchback of Notre Dame was one of those very classic ones. Yes, and... Uh... Paris no longer felt like a safe city. No, and I also loved the effect where he's pouring the, the molten, whatever was supposed to be on you. I thought that was really Oh, yes, towards the end, where yes. he's above you. Yeah. That's not, the, not something we see a lot in these mazes. I thought that worked really well. Even squirt some water on your face. Some people hate that. I always kind of like it. It's always a shock because you're, you're not thinking that you're going to be become part of the show. Yeah. But <laughs> it really draws you in because so often in these mazes you're an observer and when they can find a way that makes you feel like you're actually in danger now or yes. you're the target, or even if they find a way which they'll do later on this maze that the observer is an active part of the scene, I love that in a maze. And this maze had that in spades. In a way, they broke the fourth wall, they I do. would say. I don't know if they break the fourth wall as so much as they pull you into, into them. it. They pull you past the fourth that's, wall. That's a good one. And I do have to walk back a little bit about what I said about this being an A-plus maze because there was... One glaring flaw, and that was Dr. Jekyll, who I thought was a real... It, it was just, it was not great. It was very reminiscent of the Wolfman in last year's maze. He only really has one scene. Mm. It, it's an okay transformation scene, and the design just looks like Wolfman. I do not get Mr. Hyde from that design. There was no Mr. Hyde, let's be real. It, no. It's just Dr. Jekyll. You can kind of see him when he's about to go into transformation mode, but... You walk past it too fast for for him to finish. Yeah, he has a few trans. He has a few scenes where he pops out of you, but again, he looks like a werewolf. He does not look like any interpretation of Mister Hyde we've seen. I I I accidentally mistook him for the Hunchback for one of those scenes because, as you said, he looks nothing like Mister Hyde. Yeah, but luckily that is a short segment of the mage. I think it was also a flaw. I mean, Mr. Hyde is a pretty major monster. People know that one. Maybe they should have put more into that. But the next scene I love so much where you go into kind of this murder theater. Oh, The idea yes. that there's this nightclub, secret nightclub in the catacombs of Paris where these monsters congregate and, and do evil deeds. That's also an amazing concept. I thought it was pretty well executed. I love, this is the scene where I'm talking about where the observer's part of the scene. You go in there and it's like you're watching the show along with the dead of him murdering this woman on stage that was a very epic scene where he just breaks her in half yeah and you're like who's watching who and it was an amazing scene um the dead the dead uh patrons there yeah if you turn to your right and your way out you see all the <laughs> the the whole audience is skeletons yes but well dressed so there is a dress code there, of course it's, it's horror nights not not your any day kind of dress. It's and, and lest we brush past it too fast, the invisible man offering to take your coat. I thought that was a great effect. We went on this maze twice, and him reaching out at you got me both times. And we've, we're such veterans of Hornets at this point. It takes a lot for a scare to actually get me in a maze. So to get crapped by that guy twice, I thought was incredible. He was, he was really good at hiding because that section is very dark, very spooky. And when he just kind of appears, yeah, you just like, whoa. They've done a lot of different backlight effects over the years, and this, I thought, was their most successful mm-hmm. by far. 
And then it ends with another gauntlet, like we talked about with the Evil Dead, where all the monsters at once are attacking you. But it enhances that by adding the Stilt Walker Mask of Red Death from the original Phantom of the Opera silent film. Another iconic monster that they got in there at the end. I love that as well. Anytime there's a Stilt Walker, I'm happy. But I thought, <laughs> especially if it's Mask of the Red Death Stilt Walker, then I'm, I'm home. Ah, okay. I think, so at the end, do you want to change your grade or is it still... One thing also I need to call out for this one. There's two more that I didn't get to talk about in our little walkthrough there. Uh, it was another stuff in face effect. As you walk into the title cards, it has just hanging little bits of almost nothing, but it creates an effect of film grain. Like you are watching an old oh, movie. Oh, I, I know you're actually entering about. into the screen because you're moving through the graininess. Mm-hmm. That really blew my mind. I loved that when I saw that. And just an overall, the actors in this maze were incredible um we called out the invisible man already i thought quasimodo also incredible even though he's not directly attacking you for most of his big scenes he he has such a presence even if you're not familiar with the movie you instantly understand his character and his motivations just from the way he's moving the way he looks and the phantom actors even though they're just sitting at that piano they will snatch out at you and that got me too i did not foresee him reaching out for you while he was playing the piano i thought he was just going to be playing the piano we walk right through and have our merry way when he reached out he got me there the first time just because i did not foresee him stopping his his piece and reaching out it's a great scare any any maze that can get someone who's been doing this for six years twice in the same maze i think that gets an a plus and scares so i do have it marked as an a I, I unfortunately I can't give it the A plus because the the A plus has to be perfect and those Mr Hyde scenes that was a miss. I feel like that's a that's a good a good score. Okay, I'll concur. All right, and I believe now we're moving on to Chucky. Yes, your favorite doll is your friend to the end. Why don't you talk about this one first? I think on this one we have differing opinions. So let's see how we. Well, before you even enter the maze, the first thing you see as you're... If you're unfortunate enough to stand in line, you will see a wall of Chuckies where there's about two or three demented Chuckies that are always bickering and one kind of happy-go-lucky Chucky that stirs the ire of the other three. That's so poetic for a child's play maze. What did you think overall? What, What was your impression? I think overall... I think they did a good um, representation of trying to connect all the movies to this maze. However, I did. I don't know if you noticed or or if I missed it. I did not see any interpretation of Child's Play three here. With Child's Play three, just to remind people, is when Andy is sixteen and is in military school. Well, this one I believe it was heavily based on the TV show. Yes, it was on the TV show, but in the TV show, but in, there was still elements of uh, Bride of Chucky. They had the the lore. Yes. But I'm just talking overall. Did you did you love it? Did you hate it? I liked it. You liked it. Now, I, didn't, I not loved it. Liked this one. I also loved. Mm. I thought this little you walk through Harry Potter land and you're at the little duology of mazes. I thought these two were the highlights of the night for me. I loved the amount of Chucky in this maze. I, I never was a big Chucky fan, but I feel like Chucky's really having a moment right now. Yes, he is. In the culture. For somehow, he's really come back strong. And I'm kind of getting into it. 
And this maze is definitely part of it. I loved how much Chucky there was. He was everywhere in this maze. And that was such an experience going through it of you're always looking around wondering where is he going to pop out of next. And they had a few different ways of presenting him. The best, of course, were just the amount of Chucky animatronics in this maze was amazing. There were so many. Yes, there was. And uh, there was one moment where, if you remember this, when you're going through the forest and there's a little Chucky actor... But then there's a giant Chucky and Chuck 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 That's another yes. really fun way to show it. That was an animatronic. That was a guy in a suit. No. Yeah. I, yeah, I that, swear that was, that was an animatronic. That was a scare actor. They also had earlier on, they have scare actors who will pop out of walls. And they have a Chucky like stapled to their back, stabbing at them. That's always a fun... I think we've seen something like that before. But it was a fun way to get Chucky in the maze. Yes. There was, a, there was another one where... Uh, one thing I loved, was, like you said, was the, the amount of Chucky there... But the fact that Chucky was also like all these like family portraits that you see around. They worked in the absolutely bizarrely intricate Chucky lore into this maze in a, mm-hmm. in a pretty big way considering how weird it is. Mm-hmm. Where his bride and his Glenda, the son or daughter of Chucky, it's unclear. Oh, oh, I, I did research on this. I did research on it. It turns out it's actually two spirits inhabiting the same doll. Glenn and Glenda. That's true. They do separate into separate children at the end of the yes. movie. And, 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 uh, not bright, and Seed of Chucky, when you see those two kids, it's actually because there was two different souls, Glenn and Glenda. You've heard it here first, folks. Exclusive to the Hollywood horror nerds, Glenda has two souls. Glenda. Glenn slash Glenda, the evil doll of Chucky's yes. progeny. Chucky's um, progeny is technically two different souls inhabiting the same body. But they did have those nods to the history of the franchise. It yes, had such did. a great respect for Chucky. You had, I'm going to mispronounce this guy's name, Brad Dorff, I think, the voice actor for Chucky. He's recording a lot of original material mm. for this maze. I thought that was really cool. You don't see that very often where the actor actually gets involved. It was, it was, a, the I'll, kills were good. I loved. Just to go through some of these areas, you go right into the house, and that first room mm-hmm. you go into is just carnage. I mean, oh. these bodies are ripped apart. It's, Chucky made a mess of this. I thought that was great. And I believe this was also from the show. I've seen the first season. I haven't seen the new seasons, but a lot of this seemed like it was a rip from the first season. And I do remember him tearing through a few homes in that show. I remember you going to the kitchen, the scene where the person's fallen face, for, face first on the knives in the dishwasher. That Ooh. was from the show. The scene in the basement where he's electrocuting the guy by spitting water, that was definitely in the show. Although, if I remember correctly, he wasn't spitting. He was using a different orifice to uh, get the water on that guy to electrocute him. Was I, that I the don't believe show it was water. or was that the, one of the movies? Because I remember this. It was in, in the show. The... Maybe in a movie as well. Because I remember it was not, not the old movies. I'm talking about the new movies where um, I'm, he becomes another child's toy who lives in an apartment, also lives mm-hmm. in an apartment. But. Yeah, I think I think he's possible. I think it's but the, the point is, they pay so much homage to the franchise, and a franchise maze like this—that's what I want. I want to feel like I'm in child's play. Yes, and that's what you get in this maze. You start off by essentially being in the store that started it all, mm-hmm. the good guy doll factory. Yeah, uh, this is the only maze that ever got a legitimate laugh out of me <laughs> over any year at Horror Nights when he pops out of the <laughs> bathtub. Yeah, I don't know why that that just got me. That was a funny scene. It's also one. I think the only maze that kind of I think I think he doesn't he swear at you throughout the maze. Oh, Chucky swears at everything. Yes, it, it's the only maze where you're gonna get someone swearing at you. And, oh, speaking of, I love Chucky's kill count. 
That's, it's such a fun concept of yes. the maze that he's counting up, which is also from the show. He does this at the end of the season. He goes mm-hmm. for all his kills. But the idea that he's showing you like his greatest hits. Yes. And then at the end, he's adding you to his kill count as well. The finale where he pops out with a pipe bomb. Uh, great finale. That was such a good good interpretation. Good, good way of incorporating the lore, the show all together. And just Chucky's personality in general. You get the Chucky personality comes through in yes. a big way. Yes. And I think a lot of that is due to the fact that they had these original voice lines and the original video recorded for the maze. Now I'm gonna ask you if you were able to pick this up, because there was a storyline to this maze that I didn't think the maze really got across very well, which is Chucky killing Horror Knights influencers, which I guess we are now. Mm. Which there is a little bit of that. Going through the video, knowing that's the storyline, or that's part of the storyline, you there. I could remember two instances where someone, oh, that's supposed to be like a guy filming a video as he goes through the maze and Tucky's getting him. But it felt odd that they had that element, and yet it was not really clear. Did you pick that up at all? I did not. Yeah. I, I, I want to say I wish I had, but no, I did not pick that up at yeah. all. I remember when they were presenting this to the media before the event started, and, you know, I read all those articles, and that was a big part of it. They were talking about this is, you know, it's going to be easy. Uh, he's getting all the influencers that everyone hates. <laughs> Which, uh, we see a similar theme at uh, the Terror Camp this year, which we'll get to, I think. Oh, yes! Time. I can't but wait to talk about that It one. was a bit of a throwaway here. Um, but unlike the Jekyll thing, that doesn't really detract from my enjoyment of the maze. Mm. I just thought, it's an odd little side note. So, overall, I gotta give Chucky the A+. Plus. He, he deserved that A+. Plus. He, he killed you in such a great way the, all the different rooms the family scenes the one when he's going to like when he's talking with you he, he pulls you in with those different videos as you answer each section yeah. when, especially when he went well now for the Christmas section it's a maze that as soon as you're done I immediately wanted it to go on again and that's yes. pretty rare yes you don't want it to end um, so it gets the A plus for me I and just one note Let's keep track, this, keep track as we go through the event this year. There is a forest scene in this one. And there are a lot of forest... At least I thought there were a lot of forest scenes this year. I yes, don't know there why, were. But that would seem to be a big theme. So I think they, one. they wanted to really incorporate their... To try out their new forest smells. Because... A lot of smells this year. There were a lot of smells. A lot of foresty smells. And... I think they just really wanted to try this out, see how people felt about it. I personally love the forest scenes because the foliage really kind of hides the actors. And then it's better than just jumping out at you from a a black screen or a door. I I thought the forest scenes were very well done. It felt like you were in a forest every time. But about like the fourth time I walked into a forest scene, I was like, oh, this again. Yeah. They should have mixed up a little bit. But I think that's it for Chucky. Are we missing anything? I think we've been pretty thorough on him. I think no. I think we've been we're good on him. All right. So now next, what's next up? Terror it's Tram? the Terror Tramp. Exterminators. Yes. If you hate bugs and insects, this is not your uh, ride. Uh, it gave a new meaning to the words Roach Motel. Oh no. The one thing I loved about this one. Uh, as Ed said about Chucky was with him killing the influencers, you will see more influences in this one as you get off on the tram and start the walkthrough. The Bates Motel area. The Bates Motel area. What do you see? 
a Karen complaining. Yeah, you see the Karen, you see the girl, the influencer, live streaming yes. her own murder by the insects. You see the little boy who can't get off his screen, his phone. Yeah, he doesn't even notice. Yes, I thought it's a clever idea of the insects are striking back and they're going to exterminate the people. Now it's a fun idea. It was well mm-hmm. executed. It gave them opportunities to use a lot of different designs for monsters. Kind of the fly exterminator I thought was a little overused, but I'll forgive it because it's the terror tram. It's kind yes. of what it is. And I loved uh, this Larry Larva character who was kind of your host for the whole event. I thought that was a great design with the mudden chops, kind of the gross eyes. <laughs> great. The kind of this used, slimy, used car salesman personality. Yes. It was really fun. Uh, it wasn't like a scary maze, but it was a very fun maze. It was a... It was... It, it was very funny, which was not what I expected. Um, it was a lot of... The only times where um, they, they draw you in was when they uh, squirt you with uh, the spray or water. Called, I don't remember what it was called. They had a weird name for yeah, it. Yes, so it had a weird name for it, but uh, essentially, like, they're squirting you. And I didn't see that coming at all because you, you kind of turn to make a bend. And as you make the other side of the bend, that's where they squirt you with water. And I was not looking forward to that. I got wet. I was not amused. <laughs> it was night, so I was not going to dry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fun getting wet there. Like, it's fun on the Jurassic World ride. Yeah. Yeah. When you don't see it coming, it's not that great. Especially because it, it wasn't like a mist. This was getting you wet. <laughs> I thought there were there were a few missteps in this maze. The spider alley right after the Bates Motel, that was a big nothing for me. It, it, I expected a lot more scariness from that one. And just to have yeah. things just stand there and... Nothing comes out at you. I mean, spiders are scary, and yet you don't see any spiders in there. Yeah. That was odd. Maybe we just went through when the spiders were in transition. That's possible. Mm. But it was, that was a weak section. It um, was overall not the, the I mean, good. a big... Well, 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 we'll talk about the nope section at the end. Let's stick on the Larry Larva section. Larry One thing Larva. I thought was really clever was at some point you go into one of his tents, and he has... Uh, like a cheeseburger and pie and it takes me a minute to realize oh this is like human bait like we put out bait for food he's putting out bait for humans that's clever but i don't think the payoff for that was strong enough no definitely i would like to see that in action more so it was such a clever idea it was a good idea but just not very well executed in my opinion yeah but overall i did enjoy the larry larva maze apart from those few missteps Mm -hmm. what i did not enjoy so much is the nope section now, I, I understand some of you probably love Nope and you love Jordan Peele. Um, I saw Us, and then Us is, is the worst movie <laughs> I've ever seen all the way through. I, I was upset. I was angry that I paid money to see Us. I really hated it. I, my expectations were so high because Get Out was a great movie. Great movie. Uh, Jordan Peele, I think, yeah, I love Key and Peele. I think he's a talented guy. I hated, I hated Us. I, I loathed it. So when Nope came out, that was a big Nope for me. <laughs> I didn't watch... I ha- I've never watched Nope or Us, but I, like you said, I did watch Get Out. And after you had told me your experience with with Us, I was like, you know what? It's not for me. So Yeah. So going through for the second year in a row now, too, and it's so disjointed from this Larry Larva scene. Why is why can it just be an extension of now it's going to be the, the Roach is trying to get you on the Western set? I don't know why we had to rope back in Us and Nope into it. I, I guess they just really wanted to use that space because you still had to walk through that area. Yeah, I but... don't hate walking through the area. 
because um, it could be anywhere on the studio towards. Oh, it's always fun to walk through the sets, yes. even if it's a movie. And I like War of the Worlds is also not my favorite movie, but I still love walking through that set. Would I love walking through it as much if there was a scare actor playing Tom Cruise? Probably not. And that's my complaint about us. It's so it just stuck in there at the end. It's a bit like when you go on the studio tour during the day, and it's a great event until. They stick this Fast and Furious ride in at the end, and it's terrible. It drags the whole thing down. That's how I feel about this Us. I think what would have gone great, I don't know how great it might have been, now that I think about it more, but if, that, if they had incorporated Us with uh, Larry Larva such that the cockroaches are attacking even the Us people. That would have been funny. If the Us people are there trying to be scary, and then the cockroaches ambush them, yes, that would have been really funny. Actually, that that would be a plus. Yes, if the aliens were being attacked by the roaches yes, as well, that would have been cool. Um, that's not where they went. I understand, of course. This second probably has its fans. If you just love Jordan Peele, you loved Us, you love Nope, you probably hope this comes back every year. Uh, I was done with it after one year. I hope next year they put something else in there. <laughs> uh, I forgot to grade this one, but I think overall. Probably a B. It's a solid terror tram. I, w- I want to say B minus. It could have been better. It's hard to do stuff in this space because you're limited to the same path. We've seen it. If you go to this event regularly, you've seen the Bates Motel walk. You've seen the House walk. You've seen the War of the Worlds walk. You've seen mm-hmm. the Nope walk. So it's hard to keep it fresh. I thought they did a good job of that by having these really innovative costumes. Very creative idea this year. That is true. It's It's... It's harder to scare people when it's an open space versus an enclosed area, yeah. like a house. But overall, I mean, the terror tram, you go, you got to do it. You got to walk on the back lot. I think this was a good year for it. Yes. It, a lot of people don't realize if it's the first time they think the terror tram, you're just going to... It's like the tour yeah. where they come at you. No, you get off and yeah. you walk. I think that's an experience everyone has their first time. They go to Horror Nights yeah. and it stops and you realize, I'm now going to get off and walk on Bates Motel. It's like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. And that's what you get at Hollywood that you don't get at other theme parks that will not be mentioned. <laughs> right, so I believe now we're going to move into the lower lot mazes. Yes. Alvaro, what's our first one down there? Out of all the strange things we experience, Stranger Things 4. Uh, perhaps the strangest thing. Okay. This one I did not have many notes for, which is funny because it's a long maze. Um, why don't you go first, and I'll, I'll play off you. I think what I loved about it is that as you enter the maze, my, the favorite scene that has become iconic and almost memeable is when Eddie Munchkin is is um, trying to recall Chrissy. Chrissy, wake up. Yeah. I don't like I like Chris. that, too. It was a Chrissy, strong... wake up. This may start strong. Yes. And it's a great set. They did a great job making it look like the trailer. Uh, the floating person set they used as an exorcist as well this year. I thought it was a good effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's another forest in this one. I'm just pointing that out. <laughs> the forest scene is back. Are we going to have a forest count? We're having a forest. This is two. This is Chucky. We got Chucky and Stranger. It's going to go up. Things, it's going to yes. go up. Um, but you go through, and I, I can remember it semi-clear, you go through the forest, and you see Vecna. You see Vecna a lot in this maze. That's, I didn't like that, It to was too honest. much Vecna, which part of that is just due to the nature of this property. There is really one monster. Yes. But you could have done more. You could have brought in the Russian scenes and had the Demogorgon could have been there, or maybe a Russian guard. Or maybe the bullies who were, you know, these murderous mm-hmm. Stephen King-esque bullies. 
The um, one thing that I did like at the beginning that wasn't a bully or a kind of a villain, but still kind of spooked you, was Eddie Munchkins all of a sudden comes out the door. And he kind of, if you're not expecting, he kind of spooks you. The one that got me is the Steve Harrington. You go into the Vecna house at the end. I thought whoever did that actor, that got me in real life twice. And it got me <laughs> in the video twice. He does a, whoever that was did a great job. Uh, he comes at you with the axe, too. Having the weapon, I yes, think, always helps those yes, effects. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I feel like this maze wasn't awful. It, it felt like a missed opportunity in a lot of places. Yeah. My, my, my greatest critique was just the amount of Vecna actors who were not that scary. They they just overplayed it. It wasn't it wasn't great. Like in, in their defense, that's a pretty bulky costume. I think I think it's a similar situation to the killer clowns almost, mm. where you're wearing a big flesh suit. There's only so much you can do with that range of motion. Fair enough. But I, I just think when you see him for the fifth or sixth time, it's you're not afraid of it anymore. It's a little bit of overkill. Like like we mentioned earlier, if they had used different actors, one. Um, one part of it that they really like draw you into the scene is when they're in the staircase and the two actors are portraying a scene and you feel like you're watching it yeah, happen. Max and, uh, uh, I forgot the other kid's name. Yes. You really feel like you're there. Yeah. They, they really like draw you into it. And yeah. I thought that was a great, because at one point, like he's, involuntarily scares you because you don't see it you think it's just a scene playing out but then when you lunges kind of at you that's when you're it like oh because you, you get a little immersed yes you get a little immersed into the you get lost in the sauce at this point <laughs> something that really stood out in this maze i thought was odd is this very strong transition between the forest and then you have this weird room that's like the desert room to go in the bunker mm-hmm. but then you don't even go in the bunker you go into uh, the hawkins lab in the past so that desert scene is really odd. It is really why is that there? No idea. The one thing that I wish they had incorporated, I don't know how logistically how it would have worked. However, had they had Eddie playing his his solo concert, that really that's another. This is what I'm talking about. It's a missed opportunity. Yes, I thought this season of Stranger Things, the ending was a little eh, but the horror element was so much stronger than it mm. had been in the past. I was excited to see this maze. And they just, there was, it wasn't bad. It was not a bad maze. I give it a B, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. But it could have been an A. And I think that Eddie playing the guitar scene, that's something I think everyone wanted to see. That yes. was the moment from the show this year. Yes. And they did license the music. It's playing in their Stranger Things Starlight Bar. Why is it not playing in the maze? I don't know if that's a separate contract that they couldn't get Metallica to agree to or it's too expensive. But it just seemed odd that that was that was a big miss. There's there was only one bat scene, one one, you know, bat. one devil bat, and it's only attacking one person, and you don't never really see them for more than a split second. The the ending is is odd, where you see the eleven tearing apart the Vecna actor, or maybe that's a Vecna statue at that point. I don't know. I think eleven's a hard role to cast for Horror Night. Yes, because Millie Bobby Brown is a very iconic look to her. She mm-hmm. is, you recognize her, it's her, and you see that Eleven actress, and you would say, oh, that's not Eleven. Yeah. And Eleven always wears such strange costumes. So the weird, <laughs> like, like uh, not what, what was like a like a, a warm hat on. It's a weird sweater kind of thing she has on. It just looks strange. I did love those lab scenes just because it, it it's just like, like you said, it's reminiscent of the past. And of course, this season, that's what it was about, was Eleven going back to get her lost powers. 
Um, however, I felt like they could have done better in the lab scenes. A little bit more than just standing and just... They didn't even incorporate her into scaring you. It was more like you're watching a scene play out. That probably would have been a great place. You could have had a different scare. You could have had maybe young Vecnotarian people apart. Mm-hmm. You could have had the military when they come into the bunker to get 11. That could have been in there. Um, there were opportunities that got missed. And the ending, after you see the 11 Vecna confrontation, you go through like the snowball prom, which I think was in season two or three. I don't think it was in season four. No. I don't know why that was the ending at all. No. Um, this sounds very negative. Again, I didn't hate this maze. I feel, like, <laughs> I, but I do feel like when you walk out, the first thing you wonder is, "Oh, why wasn't this there?" Or that was odd. Yeah. So it gets a B from me. Yeah, there's there were a lot of things that I definitely would have appreciated had they been more incorporated. Um, the biggest again was the Eddie Munkin scene. The concert scene would have been great. I would have been scared. I would have loved it at the same time. There were more bats. That would have been another thing. You could have thrown the Eddie playing the guitar with Dustin on the left and had an actor pop out from your right. No one would be looking at it. It would have scared everyone. Yes. But I have to assume it was a rights issue with the music. And they felt, we can't do this if we can't get the Metallica because that's so tied into it. Yeah. Otherwise, but even accepting that, there were... There were misses here. The, to be honest, this this maze had a lot less jump scares and just things just kind of appearing in a sense. They they weren't that scary. It was just like it was a lot of you seeing scenes. Yeah, from the show. just walking through the show. And yeah. maybe that's what Netflix wants. Maybe Netflix let's say, hey, this is a little more of a family friendly show. We have a big younger fan base. We mm. don't want to make it too intense. That's possible. That might be the reason behind some of it. It could be, but. Again, most of the people that go to Horror Nights are tend to be slightly older. Oh, I see a lot of kids there every year. Well, 17 up for the most part. But yes, there's a lot. A lot of people are bringing like small children, which... We don't encourage that on this podcast. Yes, why are you bringing But keep listening to us, even if you do. And make sure they listen to as well and tell all their friends. <laughs> so overall, Stranger Things 4, for me, is B. Would you agree or you want to go lower? I, want I don't to think you're going to go higher. I want to go B-. minus. Okay. It was a lot of... Missed opportunities. For I wouldn't go all the way to see though. It wasn't awful. It had some but, unique things. Yeah. You saw what you, when you saw the characters you wanted to see. Yeah. But right, what's up next? In some lighter news, uh, we're going to take a holiday trip. The holidays with the, a Z. The holidays in hell. Now this one I like, but it is a repeat maze. We have seen it before. It was here last year, if I'm not mistaken. Not, I think two years ago. Was it? I think so. It wasn't last year. I it, wasn't, so. it was within the past... It's like, been pretty recent. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was in it's that It's not a case away. of like La Llorona where she left for a long time and yeah. came back. This was here recently. I think they reused most of the sets and most of the costumes. But it is a good maze. I do enjoy this one. It was very enjoyable. The, the dark aspect of each holiday was very nice. There's such a diversity of different scenes, and it's such a it's a good idea because each scene is so distinct from the next that you're yes. never bored. Uh, the one thing that I uh, that didn't need to have any particularly like scary elements because it's already kind of scary in real life was the Fourth of July room, <laughs> <laughs> the gore room. Is yes, nice. let's let's go through these holidays in order. I think, oh, the, okay, okay. I think that's the best way to talk about this maze because they are so distinct from one another. Fair enough. So you walk in. I love the facade. I think the stilt walker Father Time is pretty cool. Yes. Uh, the demented baby New Year, who's like the evil twisted virgin. Oh God, he was. It's so funny weird. and scary at the same time. I like that. So yes. New Year's that gets a thumbs up for me. 
Uh, what was it? Uh, fourth of uh, no February fourteenth. February Valentine. Now the Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day I thought was weak. I thought the Cupids don't look like Cupid. They don't. You just did a really funny evil baby with New Year's, and you completely dropped the ball with the evil yes. Cupid. And it teases this idea in the poster as you walk in of like the evil tunnel of love. And I think this is going to be cool. You're going to see like a couple in the swan boat, but they're mm. stuck full of arrows from Cupid shooting real arrows at them. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's this bizarre, twisted murder wedding. I don't really understand no, the it story was, it, there. It didn't make sense. Honestly, because a wedding, if it had been like you're killing the bride and groom, but they're just chained up and you're killing someone else, it was strange. It was weak. Um, honestly, this was one of the weaker rooms. So this was this was for me the weakest room. Yeah, but and then we go into. Do you have more nap? No. Okay. Yeah, this is kind of whatever. Yeah. Uh, the St. Patrick's Day, I like that was good. The leprechaun design. Yes, is very good. A little ripping off the Warwick Davis movie, but mm. how can you not? Uh, that was kind of also ripping off the Leprechaun of Legend or Lucky Charms even so we'll forgive it there is one little factoid that annoys me and annoyed me the first time as well which is when you go into the Leprechaun cottage this might be news to you as well Phantom Uh, when this was unveiled at Midsummer Screen three years ago it was one of these movies that that the creative designer of Universal Studios Horror Nights previewed Mm mm-hmm for this scene in particular, I remember it because it was such a cool idea is the kids are looking for the gold. Yes. And they get to his cottage and the leprechaun is pouring molten gold onto the kid's head. Oh. Kind of like in Game of Thrones, but gorier. Yeah, okay. Which is a cool idea. That's why when you walk in there, it smells. That smell is supposed to be molten gold smell. Oh. But when they actually put that in the maze, I ne- I've never been able to see it because mm. people complain this is too scary, it's too violent, and they took it out. So it feels like there's this big buildup of me saying, oh, you after me gold, you after me gold. You mm. go in this spooky cottage, there's nothing there. Mm. So what I'm hearing, it's the people that's the problem. <laughs> the people were the problem on this maze. Still, I do like the leprechaun design, um, and I'm going to count it as a forest. It was a forest. It's a uh, forest. I mean, where else would the leprechaun live? Uh, the island's very green. It's. A, it, I did love that um, they didn't look too much like... Uh, Lucky Charms leprechauns? A little bit. They, look a they looked a little like bit. Evil Lucky Charms. But evil Lucky Charms. This isn't your kid's cereal. Lucky Charms. Uh, the next room was Easter. Easter Bunny. I Easter. thought the bunnies looked pretty funny. They were. This, was a, this was a funny. This is a comedy maze. Yeah, there was this a, is a funny <laughs> maze. Yeah. The, the, the Easter bunnies look cute but deadly. Cute but deadly. <laughs> yeah. They got a chuckle out of me. It was. Not like a standout room. No, but... Uh, Moving to the 4th of July. The gore effects are good. The gore effects and the 4th of July. I do also remember in the preview for this one two years ago, his hands were blown off as well. Every finger was a knob, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, I mean, to be fair, 4th of July is already scary enough enough itself. It doesn't need yeah. extra because... I feel like two or three years ago, there was also an evil Uncle Sam that I don't remember from this year. I don't know if that's a false memory or what. It could have been like a reminiscent of Purge because I remember there was Perhaps. a there was an Uncle Sam and Purge. Know. Even if they're even if it's a false memory, there should have been one. So I'm still counting <laughs> it against it. I mean, Uncle Sam wouldn't be Fourth of July. I think Uncle Sam would be more like Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. For Halloween, which is the next in the list, it was very reminiscent of the end of the Halloween Two Maze from way back when 2016. Uh, when you go into the pumpkin at the end, oh. yeah, that same effect. 
but not as strong because there's no Michael Myers popping out at you this time. It's just kind of generic pumpkin guys. There wasn't really anything popping out in this room. Yeah, the Halloween was kind of a miss. It was a hard for, miss. For a Halloween event. Yes, that's what was my biggest complaint about this one is it's a Halloween event. Yeah, it's a big holiday of Halloween. Yes, it's the, the holidays of hell. And then the one, the re, the holiday for the whole reason for this you, you dropped the ball. I would have either gone bigger on the Halloween or just not had it and say, you know, we're a Halloween event. We don't yeah. have to have the Halloween holiday. I would have been fine with that as well. Uh, the next was Thanksgiving, which is fine. I thought it was really obvious. The turkey that attacks you was, of course. Uh, of course. And of course, they're eating a human head. It yes. reminds me of uh, the Eli Roth Thanksgiving trailer attached to Crying House. It's a real movie now. Ooh. Uh, we're not being paid to promote it, so I won't promote it. But it is but out we, there. But we can, and we will. If you would like, if whoever <laughs> makes that movie, Eli Roth, you know, our phones are open for you. Yes. Uh... <laughs> uh, so no. it was okay. Um, very expected. And the Christmas I liked, also a little obvious, but I love Krampus. Anything Krampus, uh, I enjoy. So I enjoyed the Christmas and and another forest. That's two on one maze. The Krampus aspect of it, he, he still looked like Santa. He wasn't typical it was a more, Krampus. It was a more Santony Krampus. Yes. It was more like the traditional German Krampus than from the film Krampus. Yes. It was It was a very... Uh, I like the scene because I love Christmas. So I love anything Christmas related. But yes, this was a very Santa Clausy looking Krampus. I also appreciated in this Christmas segment that it wasn't just Krampus. There were demented elves as well. So it was a variety of scare actors to keep it fresh. It was, it was it was a good it was a I, good room. If I remember correctly, I believe they also blasted the AC in this one. I really give you it was cold. winter chill feel. Yeah, this maze in general, there was a lot of smell as well. This was a big smell of it was maze. gingerbread. It was for different holidays. Yeah, you went through different smells, which I enjoy the smell of vision. I think it's cool. The smell of vision. That's what I call it. <laughs> yes, but so overall for me, this would be an A minus, um, even with a few weak scenes. Overall, I love the variety. Mm. It's fresh the whole way through. But it's a repeat. I got I got to knock it a point. I got to bring it out to B plus. I think it, for me it was just a B. I it, was, it was a solid B for. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was somewhere pretty good. Um, it had elements of of greatness with the leprechauns, with the Christmas room, but also had areas of that was lacking, like the Halloween. Yeah. The. the I feel like it's more than the sum of its parts. Yeah. I remember it quite fondly. That is true yeah. because, uh, again, they're holidays. You're supposed to remember yeah. them. Yeah, very nostalgic. There. Yes. We always ate a human head around the table at my Thanksgivings. Doesn't everyone? I have to assume so. Okay. And next, I well, believe, is... Well, sp- speaking of believers... Oh. The Exorcist. Believer. Believers. Yes. Do not get it confused with the 1973 movie, The Exorcist. That one's actually good. Wow, Ed. Tell us how you feel. I, if I was being paid by Universal, I would feel very differently. <laughs> actually, I haven't seen The Exorcist Believer, so I really shouldn't talk. Have you seen it? I have not, but I did see the the whole um, like six-minute recap of this movie because okay. I felt that that was enough. It felt very... Um, very weak. Now, this is a fascinating maze because it was developed for this movie, but it was released. This maze came out before the movie was out. Mm. And they said they designed it as kind of a walkthrough trailer for the movie. So I feel like you don't have to see the movie to evaluate this maze. That is true. Walking in, um, 
I love that first room that you walk in. I believe it's Haiti. I haven't seen the movie, but later on there's a poster about Haiti and this has a Caribbean vibe. So I assume this first room yes, you walk the, is Haiti. The, the, the opening of the movie is actually about the... the I forget the girl's names, but uh, her parents are vacationing in okay. Haiti while, while her I mother's presume. pregnant with her. And you see... And it's, it's a great scene. It's a very well done uh, intro where it's a strong sense of place. And you see this kind of burnt-up, blackened doll that appears several times through the maze. And this gave me a real sense of story of this maze. This doll is somehow connected to this demon you see all the mm-hmm. time. And that's what's possessing the girls. So I thought as a, as a trailer maze concept, it did a good job of still giving me a story. Yeah, it was, it was really good overall. If, if it's, it, I didn't know that aspect, that it was supposed to be more of a trailer maze. But now that I'm knowing that, I would say that it, it, it did a good job of telling you the story without it being explicitly telling you the story. Um, go ahead. I thought the first half of this maze was stronger than the second half. You do walk through a few of these hallways. They're just kind of these nothing hallways. Yeah. But you do also move through a good variety of locations. You have the, the Haitian street. You have the forest. Again, just another forest. <laughs> you have what smells like a stables. You're then in a hospital. Then once you're in what I assume is the girl's home where the exorcism happens, you're just stuck there. You go through these samey looking rooms over and over, a little reminiscent of the Evil Dead Rise maze. I didn't love that part. But this first part, I thought, it kept me engaged. There's a really good drumbeat going on in the forest. It gives you a, a nice like voodoo. Because I think the, the aspect of this film was a lot of it was related to voodoo because they mm-hmm. were in Haiti. I believe they did like a spell during with the pregnant mother. So it was. No, I wouldn't it, have done that. <laughs> I'll go. And I'll take your word for it. Again, I, we haven't seen. I haven't seen the film or the recap. Uh, the one thing I did love about this this um, house that I, I I don't recall any of the house doing was the disappearing reappearing rooms. I have a note about that too. This was a good effects maze for yes. that. And it also has the girl, you know, attached to the ceiling. Mm. Um, you can see how they do that. It's, it's, a, it's a dummy and she's throwing up on the ceiling. So there's a wire in there, obviously. But oh, it still looks cool. It's a good effects maze. Uh, you see the, the scares are a problem in this maze. You see that same demon. It's the same. It's the Vecna problem. You see him over and over mm. and over. And the alternative scare are these little girls. And they have kind of evil little girl faces, but they're still little girls. They cast short scare actors for this it, it did not scare me it's like oh it's a little girl coming at me yeah she has scissors but i, I was not afraid of it the one part of the, the film slash movie that um that i loved was that one of the scenes in the film if you if you watch the recap or watch the film is that one of them she's kind of going through possession while she's at church fun fact i've always wanted if i ever had the superpowers to fake a possession I would want to do it at church mm. because there's nothing funnier to me in my personal opinion <laughs> than taking what is supposed to be a holy place and doing something pos- possession-like. Mm. Well, if you've seen the original Exorcist, I believe the demon has the same idea with uh, the, the statue. Yes. Yes. But If you yeah. haven't seen the original Exorcist, we do recommend that movie, even though we are not being paid to promote it. It's very good. But again, we will. And we will. If you would like to promote us, <laughs> Mortar Brothers, you know, our phone, the phone line is open. You can contact us anyway. Smoke signals, mail. Smoke signal is preferred. <laughs> now, once you're in the home, and I assume the exorcism is happening, I found the story hard to follow. 
maybe that's because they're going for this walkthrough trailer vibe. You're not supposed to get the whole story. That's possible. But regardless, I couldn't follow what was going on. Just scenes of kind of random things happening. And then it's over. Yeah, they, it was a... Uh... But still, it was a pretty good, it like... another cool effect where the wall cracks, and they have, kind of, I think, LEDs behind it. Yeah, so yeah. it looks like it's cracking in front of you. That was cool. Again, good effects maze. It was a good effects. It was a good... Uh, again, it's a lot of uh, smells. Big uh, s- smells were bad in this one. Yeah. Like, it, it smelled bad. It, which was intended. It's intended. It's intended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's intended. It's a plus. <laughs> this event smelling bad can be a plus. <laughs> yes. Did you want to make that clear that it was intended to smell bad? Because, again, you're in a barn. Barns are not notorious for smelling like great because there's animal feces around. And this was supposed to be a horse barn. Uh, So, overall, I gave this one a B-. Effects were good. The first half, pretty good. But drags in the end and not great for the scares. I will... I want to give it a better score. I think it's a B plus. Okay, a little descent here. I really enjoyed the effects of um, of the walkthroughs and the scares and the disappearing, reappearing walls, all that. I just didn't appreciate that the same demon was attacking. If if they had like the little girls more, or if there was more of the scenes where there was voodoo happening, if there had been voodoo, I felt like it would have been much better. Like, if they had, like, someone performing the voodoo, then she goes from doing the spell to, like, attacking you, that would have been great. Mm. That 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 would have been cool. That would have been very different. Yeah. Again, I don't know if it fits with the movie. It does. Okay. He's telling me it does. I'll trust my friend the Phantom. I'll I'll trust the recap. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe we're into the last maze of the night, though. We may want to talk about a few more things before we wrap here. And fittingly, I believe the last maze is the last of us. Am I correct? It is. So I'll, I'll level with our audience. I have not played The Last of Us. <gasps> Neither have I seen the show. Although I do know this maze is based on the game, not the TV show. Correct. I will say that you will notice there was not a lot of the elements of the TV show. Um, if you haven't watched the TV show, I highly recommend it was. I've watched the TV show. I watched it every week when it came out. It was a great TV show. It's what I hear because I, I didn't play the game. Um, is that it's very close to the game. Um, the music is the game's music, and which I love that music. It was. It's a great music. Um, overall, I think what I thought you can good. tell this is a video game maze. It feels yeah. like you're going through a level in a video game, which is very clear. Get to the goal. There's obstacles in the way. Mm-hmm. These enemies are popping out that need to be defeated. I thought that was very cool. It was a very different style than we usually see. We're like through a movie. This felt like a game. It did. And with that in mind, I felt like this house overall didn't have a lot of jump scares. It no, was... this is my big minus. Is yeah. The scares. It was a lot of, I guess, these raider type characters. Yeah. Who I always hate that in zombie movies to begin with. But for this scenario especially... A guy jumping out at you when I'm at Halloween Horror Nights, I expect it to be a monster. If I want a guy to jump out at me, you know, I'll walk through the bad part of town at night. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, let's and see. even the zombies, it felt a lot like those Walking Dead mazes, which I think we've all seen enough of. Even though they're, you know, they're, I know they're mushroom zombies this time, but a zombie's a zombie. 
You do get some unique ones at the end. The burning one at the very end is pretty cool. There the was... one who just looks like a giant mass of mushrooms who... He has a great scene, too, where he peels some other mannequin's head back. That looked pretty cool. I think that, that was, was the one. bloater if the, oh. for all those zombie nerds out there. That was from Left for Dead. No, this these... I need to learn my zombies. These are these have very specific names. The, the child one you saw, that was a clicker. Oh, okay. The reason they're called clickers Do is... Do they be- click? They click their ah, tongue. Because well. by that point of the... Uh, possession of the mushrooms they their eyes are gone oh, so they use sonar they like use sonar so they're blind yes. mushroom zombies so still a blind mushroom zombie is still a zombie so i still have to not hit some points because i've seen zombies out of horror nights many times <laughs> what i really liked in this maze were the joel and ellie characters were everywhere mm-hmm. and i love that i love that when i see a maze i want to see the characters from the property and you get that in spades i thought the voice it's not really acting, is it? It's a the the lip syncing that the actors do is great. You see it in the facade; they have a whole scene before you walk in. Several times, I feel so bad for the the poor actors who has to pop out and say one line like "Oh, well, this sucks," and then pop back, wait two seconds, do it again, and she does this. I assume over yes, and over. Uh, that can't be an easy job, but she nails it. The Ellie character, yes, and Joel has a few scenes like that too, and it's just fun to see them. Oh, it's another obstacle. We have to start the dinner. We have to get rid of these zombies. We have to get through the locked door. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the the zombies who pop out react in time to the gunshot sound effects in the maze and the VFX of the flash, where they're they're attacking you. You hear the bang, you see the flash, and then it acts like it got shot. And it backs up. I love that. That was so unique. I, I've never seen that in any other maze at Horror Nights, and it really contributed to that video game feel. Of the enemy popped out, I shot it. Now I'm going to the next obstacle. Mm-hmm. I. Had I known more that it was supposed to be based off the game, I feel like it would have given it a much better score because I would have understood where it was based off. But when I went through this, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be the TV show because that was what's fresh in my mind. What was fresh in my mind was the show, not the video game. So for me, when I went through it, I kind of wanted to see more of the pre-infestation moments when uh, when Joe's with his... He's through the town. Is running through the town with his daughter. If we had seen that dramatic moment where he loses his daughter to the shots of the police officer, I feel like that would have been a very dramatic ending or start to the maze because you know a little bit more of the backstory. But I felt like it. I felt like this maze was lacking overall. I, I mean, I disagree. Actually, I think that would have cheapened it because what I love was it was a video game level. And it wasn't the whole video game. It was just you're going to go through a level. You're going through this sewer environment. Which, again, is a classic video game environment. And it really that really stood out to me. To any other maze we've had. We don't get video game mazes often at Horror Nights, I think. That maybe, is true. I, I think, not when we've been, but I believe there was a Silent Hill and a Resident Evil. I don't know if those were based on the movies or the games, so I won't make definitive statements. But I would love to see more video game mazes. I thought it was very different. And it Luigi's Haunted really cool. Mansion. Luigi's Mansion maze. <laughs> you know, our phone's open, Nintendo. <laughs> um, so overall, I gave this one a B-. minus. I'm a little tired of the zombies, but the style of the maze uh, was different and fun. Also, just quick, the environment itself, it's a sewer in like an industrial park. Not super interesting. Pretty generic stuff. But again... The video game aspect kind of lifted that for me. Mm, okay, I see. I think for this one, uh, I'm not going to give it a grade because my 
rubric was based off the movie, mm-hmm. so, so it wouldn't unfair. it wouldn't be unf- it wouldn't be fair. I imagine if you're going into this expecting the movie, yes. you don't or the TV show, you don't get it. Yeah, you wouldn't get it if you're going. And the actors and actresses, the cast, they look like the TV show, the, 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 the game, the game. And Sorry, they, the it's game. amazing how much the they game. do look like these game yeah. characters, but they do not look like Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. No, no, no. They no, both no. have pretty distinct looks, and the yeah. actors did not look like them. Yeah, these these definitely look like the video game characters. Um, after looking, I know what the video game characters look like. Thankfully, <laughs> <laughs> I'm aware of the game. I just haven't played it. I just haven't played it. Yeah, yeah. So that was a. Yeah, I feel like it, it wouldn't be fair for me to give it a grade based on the rubric that I had in my head. So that's it for mazes, but there were a few more experiences I think we are going to squeeze in here in the last 10 minutes. Ooh. So the big one this year that was new was this Purge Dangerous Water show. Oh, which yes. Which I believe... Now, I haven't seen the Waterworld show. I've been here a few times. You've never seen Waterworld? I've World? heard it's very good. I, I really do not care about Waterworld. How dare you? It, it's an odd property to have your big show based around. I know they do it because it's expensive to replace and it's, it's iconic at this point. I just haven't been to it. I've heard that this Purge show is very similar to the Waterworld show. Is that true? Yes and no. Um, one of the things that I will say is that in Waterworld, the big moment is where the plane lands in the ocean and he, and he wets everyone. I am glad that they did not incorporate that <laughs> into this show because we watched it at night. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but there's no sun. Okay. I, I actually am going to disagree. I would have liked the plane because I like the stunts. I thought the action was good in this. I thought, excuse me, I thought the story was a bit of a mess. I'm not a big Purge fan to begin with. And for this one, I'm really, it's not clear i know you're supposed to not root for the senator okay he's the bad guy because he starts the purge mm-hmm. then we're rooting for the people who are doing the purge mm-hmm. and not for the security guards just trying to save his wife why is he not the hero it was very confused in well terms in a of, way you can say that um no character was black and white in a, a, a five-minute stunt show, I want a simple black-and-white story. That no, I how dare to. you? How dare I don't you? need a lot of nuance in my no. Horror Night stunt show. You I, have to care for every character individually except for the senator. You, that one was a very black-and-white character. The senator you're supposed to not like. Even like his poor wife didn't really do anything. He was just the wife. And again, <laughs> the security guards, I thought that was going to be right here. He was going to fight the purgers. And maybe the senator gets offed as well, but he survives with his wife. Instead, he dies a pretty awful death. Mm. Um, the gore effects were good. The stunts were good. I enjoyed the time we spent watching it. How did I you would... feel about the twist? That was fine. I was hoping for a better... I was hoping that the assistant would show up with the plane, and that would be the finale, that they, they escape on the plane. Mm. I think that would... Because there was really no epic finale. Just kind of, oh, one more little stunt, and it's over. Okay, that's It unfair. needs something to tie it off at the end. I will say I did love that they... If you watch, again, Waterworld, you'll understand a lot of it. Where they go through the different like pillars and they're attacking each person that's on a different like pole, and when they all fall into the water, and it's very reminiscent of War World. I like that. It was the fire. It was nice because it was cold at night. Um, it was all very okay. Yeah, it was a very okay. It was very okay. I don't know. I would give it more than okay. I liked it. I'm not gonna give it a grade. Yeah. 
if they do it next year, I hope they do. It's an improvement on Jabberwockies. Oh. It fits the theme of the event. <laughs> yes. I did actually, I actually went to this one. It wasn't just a random thing to draw people in. It was drawing a big crowd when we went. It was full. It was full. So and... I think people enjoy having a Halloween show. Uh-huh. Just please no more purge. There's been so much purge at Horror Nights. Let's put a different property in there. So you're saying you want to purge the purge? That would be great. <laughs> I could use a purge purge. Ooh, purge party. No, no. That's okay. not a purge party. So that was that show. There was also the Horrors of Bloomhouse guest starring Megan. No. You didn't like that one? If, if this I... was one where if you waited in line, I would have been upset. We were able to use our pass to bypass the line. Yes. And that was fine. It was a very short video and a very short Megan dance. It was a fun Megan dance. It was the one from the movie. I think the, the... dancers did a very good job. Of course, you're going to get great dancers course, in LA. Of course. But I think the primary um, primary thing for this attraction was that you were able to take photos with a lot of the animatronics that are in the actual movie of, uh, what is that? Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights I at Freddy's. I saw that online. I, I, I really don't care about It's not my franchise. I'm a little too old for it when it came out. But I know there are people out there who love Five Nights at Freddy's. Much love to you. I'm sure you love seeing that before the movie even came out. I love the Invisible Man costume. I love seeing that on display. Uh, you also get to take photos with the Grabber from Black Phone, if you remember that movie. Yes, I, I really like the Black Phone. And I believe they're making a sequel next year, so it may be making a reappearance at Horror Nights. Really? I don't know how you'll make a sequel to that movie, but we'll see. Yeah, because that That's movie felt like it was one but, and done. <laughs> yeah, there's never a horror movie they couldn't have a sequel. That's what Hollywood's taught us over the years. <laughs> so you, you didn't like the show? No, I felt like had I been waiting in in line because that line looked it was like a it long was, line. It was over an hour, yeah. maybe over two. Had I been waiting in that line, and all it was was you get to take photos with the with the Five Nights at Freddy guys and the Grabber, and then you get to watch this this Megan show that wasn't. The dancing was fine. There wasn't enough Megan. There wasn't enough Megan. There wasn't enough anything else besides Megan. <laughs> I thought there would, first of all, be more... It was just a lot of clips from Bloomhouse movies mm-hmm. and then a sh- very short Megan dance. No. I, I thought it was going to be a more involved Megan dance and maybe a Megan murder. It's, it should have been. It should have been more Megan murders. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was surprising me Megan didn't have her own maze. That was a big movie last year. It was pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. But if... maybe next year for Megan 2. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough Megan. I believe those were the two shows. There were also... I mean, really, the point about scare zones is Mm. scare zones are kind of gone there are some guys with chainsaws at the entrance i think there was like a dolls theme yeah this year what i did see in the uh the the latin america sections slash when you walk out of the maze they've been doing that lately when you walk out of whatever is in the parisian courtyard there's kind of a maze extension that's usually pretty solid yeah. But I remember when we started going, just to get around the, the park, you would walk through scare zones. A lot of zones. Now, part of that's because they don't put you on the back lot for mazes anymore because those city sets are in use year-round now. And they've moved you to, the, by the Curious George parking lot, you walk through the Harry Potter world. But it feels like they could still have a scare zone on that walk. I don't know why they don't do Yeah, there's like nothing in the, in the bottom lot. There's nothing at all. The Death Eaters were back this year in Hogsmeade. I felt it was a step down from last year. I don't know why. Maybe we were just on an off night, but it felt like they were not as active as they were last year. It's just a very short diagonally, and I would have enjoyed maybe, it. Maybe we were there on like a Thursday last year, and we were there on a Saturday this year, so no. maybe it's just more crowded. So we don't see them as much. 
the one thing that uh what was it the 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 main thing for the the mexican land section was a day of the dead and so there was a lot of like day of the dead characters that would walk around so these were not really scaring people i saw way more people taking photos of them yeah with them they have that kind of day of the dead plaza where you can buy like burrito tacos and corn yes and it was a lot of just like they weren't meant to i mean sure they scared a couple people but for the most part i saw a lot of photo ops with them yeah uh, we also had a photo op with David S. Pumpkins. That was pretty fun. Oh, yes. And I believe you can also get the Bride of Frankenstein if you wait by that slot for mm. a while. That is correct. There was also the bir- the bird creature from the Monsters of Latin America that was walking around on okay. stilts. Uh, I love a good stilt walker. I, I want to see more of it in the park. I want to get from place to place. I want to have to walk through scare zones. Mm. And that feels like an element that they've really stepped with. down. The one, I mean, maybe they're investing more in the mazes, which I can understand, but I feel like at least one at the start of the, the park, they need to punch a little more into there. The one thing that, uh, the, yes, also, I we went through, a, um, we bought the pass to avoid most of the lines, but I per- also went on general line to experience that again. And one thing that was disappointing was when the park opens at 6.30 for Horror Nights, at least when I went, the actors weren't there. The scare oh. zone was not active. You just walk through and there's nothing. It's always been a little confusing about when you can get in with the pass versus when does Horror Nights really start and what mazes open when. And it felt like this year they really ramped up that confusion even more than usual. Yeah. Trying to, when you can get into like Nintendo World and what passes can't. Yeah. So a little operations trouble this year. Hopefully that's cleared up for this year. Hopefully there's not such a rush to get into Nintendo World so that can just be open. I did ask... Later on, uh, when I went with the general line people, uh, Nintendo World, if you want to go to Horror Nights, is only open for RIP members. All right. Um, I believe it was if you bought the after 2 p.m. pass, you could get into Nintendo World this year. Was it? No, because uh, I think it was only RIP. I don't know. Well, we'll have another podcast about operations where we won't litigate this right now. Because we are just about at the end of our time for this episode. I think we've covered it. So overall, before we have to go, uh, Alvaro the Phantom, overall, how do you like last year? This past year was pretty good. Um, I want to say B. I, I, was, B. I was surprised as I went through these mazes that they were all ranking as low as they were. Because I remember really loving this year. I thought it was a great year. I think maybe it was a year where it was more than some of its parts, where mm. we had a bunch of mazes that were a lot this year to get through. Even if there were some weak ones in there, um, I thought there were also a lot of really strong ones. And even the ones that we kind of belabored, like Stranger Things, I still liked it. Yeah. I still liked Exorcist. I still liked Holidays. I still liked Last... I still... They were pleasant. Yeah, they were, they were good mazes. The only one I thought that was a real stinker was Evil Dead. So, I, overall, I would give this an A- minus here. That was a good year. Okay. And that's going to do us for our first episode of the Hollywood Horror Nerds. Be sure to check this space. You can find us on the socials. We don't have those handles up yet. But we'll splice in an outro after we do in a few days. So until then, uh, stay scared out there. And we'll see you next month. Take care. Thank you for listening to this production of the Hollywood Horror Nerds. We know you have many options for your listening entertainment, and we're glad you chose us. Find us on Instagram at Hollywood underscore horror underscore nerds, 
on X at HW Horror Nerds and on YouTube at Hollywood Horror Nerds. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast site to ensure you don't miss next month's episode. And until then, stay scared out there. Thank you.